Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. I am Gabby Laspisa, your host today, here with The Masters, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, and Tommy Dreamer. And because it is a very special day today, Merry Christmas to the Busted Open Nation, we decided to do a very special master's class today talking about the history of Christmas in pro wrestling. It's going to be a good one, guys. How are you feeling today? I feel great. Awesome. It's Christmas. Awesome. Everybody feels great on Christmas. Yeah, we're eating a lot of food, having some good times. It's the holiday season. Everyone's happy. Smiles everywhere. But let's get started on this special. It's going to be a good one. And I want to start off with you. Wait a minute. Last night was Christmas Eve. How much food did you guys eat last night? A lot of fish. A lot of fish. That's the Italian tradition. A lot of fish. Turducken. Nice. That's all I'm going to say. I've never had turducken, Mark. How is it? Send me your address. I'll mail you one tomorrow. Ooh. I've never had one either. <laughs> okay. I've never had one either. Send me one. How do you make it? Do you deep fry it? No, roast it. He does roast it? To it. If you if you deep fry it, it'll fall apart. It'll come apart. Because it's a um to ducking is stuffing in a chicken, in a in a duck, in a turkey. They debone it and they put everything in back, you know, stuff it back in there and sew it up. Oh, so it's three birds in one? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a crossbreed. I thought like a turkey and a chicken like got it on, and then the chicken and the duck got it on, and then that's fair. That's what I really thought it was. That's fair. That is the funniest shit I ever heard about. <laughs> oh, but I didn't know it was three Christmas. birds in one. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You usually have to pay double for that kind of action, you know what I mean? But wait, what? what that is. <laughs> usually have to pay double for that kind of action. It's Christmas, Daddy. Sorry, sorry. That was was that inappropriate for you? Don't because don't, it's a don't pollute our pure master's class on Christmas Day with your dirty mind. Listen, I can kind of do whatever I want. I'm I'm the special guest here hosting, so you know, it is it is what <laughs> it, it is. Goes. The pizza it bagel who celebrates both Hanukkah and Christmas is very happy head. today. To explode. Me, 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 me. I'm the Bully, host. speaking of fat heads, how swollen are you today from all the food you had last night? <laughs> I have. I ate 972 grams of sodium so far. Oh. Bully can barely fit in his Zoom box. I don't know if you can see this at home, but he's very uncomfortable. Forget the gravy. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, I got to bring this back around because we could talk about food as a whole special, but we're not doing that today because we got to get into 
the history and the evolution of Christmas with our beautiful sport of pro wrestling. And Tommy, I want to start with you because I know you love this topic. So let's get started. I want to hear from you on this. Well, Christmas night was the end-all be-all during the territory system. It was where all your feuds came to a head. It was the WrestleMania for almost every territory, from the Omni, the St. Paul Civic Center, Reunion Arena. Um, you know, this is where it all went down Christmas night. People would get their gifts. They would get their uh, food, and then they would go out to the arenas. And this was, you know, then it morphed into the whole Starcade. Uh, which was, again, you know, the version of WrestleMania. But when we talk about specifics and we talk about three birds uh, for the Traduck and the Freebirds, the Freebirds feud with the Von Erichs started uh, Christmas night uh, with the famous Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich and then the slam of the cage door into uh, Kerry's head. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Jesse Ventura. The Rockers versus um, Playboy Buddy Rose and Doug Summers and the Bloody Double Cage. The Omni, uh, Tommy Rich versus Buzz Sawyer. All these things happened Christmas Day. It was the biggest day for wrestling. Thanksgiving and then Christmas was really where things really, really heated up. And like I said, it was then the new season started with, you know, the beginning of the new year. And you could go back and like research this. You could find it on YouTube, Facebook or even, uh, you know, on Peacock, where you'll see these amazing, amazing matches. They would bring in all the different stars from different territories to because, again, it was their their big shows. And then once the territories died, uh, I want to say the last company that actually ran a Christmas show for a big, big was Smoky Mountain, where they main evented the Rock and Roll Express and the Gangsters. And, uh, you know, they had a big, big house. I believe it was in Knoxville. And then it kind of died um, and the sense of WWE, the territories, they, you know, eat up all the territories. And then now they would still sometimes run house shows. But because uh, I remember man, it was a Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage, which was an early match for their feud at a house show. They would do house shows again because of money. And then for during the era with, I want to say, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, that attitude era you did not actually work on Christmas. They gave you time off uh, up until, I want to say it was about a week, up until the new year. So that's kind of where Bully and Mark could step in. And then it went to the full right after Christmas that it's one of the biggest weeks financially uh, in the business with December 26th till you usually wrestled the last night is December 30th and they fly you home on New Year's Eve or wherever, where you want to go. Um, it's one of the biggest financial weeks for, you know, wrestling and or for WWE. But before that they would, you know, you'd take some time off and then the WWE's reset, they would do shows in Hawaii on that either first or second. So a lot of the boys would choose to spend New Year's Eve in Hawaii, which was an awesome destination and place to go. So, you know, uh, I'll take it. I gave you the history and now the guys can uh, take it over because they lived it. I, I remember when you just said Hawaii, I remember doing new years from either 99 into 2000 or 2000 into 2001 in Hawaii. And I remember the boys wanted somewhere to go and party. And there was a club uh why are you shaking your head because i knew where this was that this is what you'd remember it's so funny 
And I went into the, I went to the club or I called the club and I pulled a couple of my old ECW day um, kind of scam, so to speak. And I, I think I said that I was representing the WWE and my name was, you know, so-and-so and I was the executive vice president and the WWE is in town and we'd like someplace to come uh, and spend New Year's Eve. And oh, by the way, we're going to bring a guy named The Rock with us. And as soon as they heard The Rock's name, they're like, you have carte blanche of the place. You guys can come in and do it. Do you remember being there, Tommy? Yeah, the uh, Booker was there, Charmel, uh, Beulah, because uh, that's when we went on. I went on my honeymoon. Uh, to Ma- we were in Maui, right? Yep. And uh, we had no. a good. No, we were in Honolulu. No. We were in Honolulu, Honolulu. right. And uh, all the boys were there. Um, the Rock didn't show up. Art Vandalay did not deliver on that promise, but the the rest of the WWE crew did. Um, I remember the Hawaii thing. I don't have the same type of memories of Christmas wrestling that you, Tommy, and Mark do, and and probably Dave, because I did not watch as much um, wrestling outside of the WWF, WWE back in the back in the day. Um, I, I do actually want to go back and check out what you were talking about with the Freebirds and the Von Erichs because I don't think I ever saw it. There's a lot of things that I actually haven't seen that I've heard about over the years that I should really should check out. But I do, uh, I, you know, have my own memories of when we got to the WWE in 99, me and Devon were always lucky enough to be part of the Madison square garden holiday shows. And, you know, mo- there were, there was the a crew and there was the B crew or there was raw and there was SmackDown and you always wanted to be on that garden show. Mark, I'm sure you remember, because if you weren't on the garden show, you were you were probably like at on the Boston show or the Philly show. Cohasset. Where? Cohasset, like the tent towns. Yeah. See, really? like, yeah, there was there was a time when if you wasn't on that A show at the garden, then you had to hit the double shots. You had to hit the tent towns. And we we would do two shows in a day, and you would stick your gear on the on the rearview mirror and hold on to it and dry so your gear could dry out by the time you got to the next place if you didn't have on if you didn't have your uh, two sets of gear. See, you you was always on the A show. <laughs> My ass was on them damn tent towns a couple of times. But Mark, I. I think this is before what you're talking about is before me and Devon actually got there in 99. I don't remember doing any tent shows or I don't remember tent shows being booked from 99 to like 2005. I mean, you know what? You missed those. Yeah. I mean, I remember doing a tent show maybe once or twice, like in the summer, but when 90, 98, 99 rolled around, there weren't any tent shows during the holidays. It was like either MSG in Boston or MSG and Philly. It was the, the second town was a, was a good city, but you weren't getting that garden payoff. That garden payoff. Yeah. yeah. That all the boys obviously were looking for. And, and obviously every time you, you, you got to work in the garden, it was just another, you know, notch in your belt as far as, Hey, I got to work in the garden, you know, five times, six times, seven times, whatever it was. 
Um, so lots of uh, memories. I believe uh, me and Devon teamed with The Rock in one of the main events at Madison Square Garden uh, during the holidays. I remember uh, back in 2015, Christmas of 2015, it was me, Devon, and Dreamer versus the Wyatts at the Garden, and I have pictures of that. So my memories uh, of uh, you know Christmas and wrestling revolve mostly around what <clears throat> I did during my career. Uh, I'm sure if Dave was here, he'd be able to tell us tons of stories of Christmas wrestling that he watched growing up as a fan. Mark, what about you down in Texas? Like when you were growing up as a fan or when you became a professional, <clears throat> what are some of your memories of Christmas wrestling? You know what? Most of my memories are once I got into wrestling. Because during the holidays, you know, in, in Silsby, it was always, you know, the family. We didn't go to shows. Everybody just stayed around the house and ate themselves in the submission. Um, <laughs> but like... <laughs> But once once I got it once I got into wrestling, uh, my first uh, Christmas experience was you know I spent the holidays with my family, and Vince told me he's like, hey, uh, we have you booked at the Garden for Christmas, and uh, then you know we're gonna there's another show, and I was like, we're not off during the holidays, and Vince was like, Mark, we're, we're never off. Like we're always on, and I was like, "Wow, man! I really wanted to go home for the holidays. I, I've been kind of away from my family for a while." He said, "Listen, um, not only is Christmas a time for your family, but you got to think about all the rest of the families that we serve." And uh, he gave me one of those Vince McMahon sell the ice to the Eskimos speeches, and uh, I came away from it like, "Yeah, you're right." And like, so from then on, it was like, he, he smartened me up to the fact that what is everybody doing besides, you know, looking at TV and sitting on the couch, they're going to want something to do. We're going to give them something to do and they're going to pay for it. And we're going to have, a, it's going to be a good holiday for all of us. And man, he was right. The place was always sold out. There was always mom and, and grandpa and all the kids. And I mean, it would be like 12 family members at the shows, you know, in, in, in all these little groupings. And uh, so I, I, I grew to really love being on the road for Christmas. Man, I wrestled Booker T in, 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 a, in a Santa Claus suit. I wrestled, um, uh, I wrestled the Miz in a Santa Claus suit. I, I wrestled, um, uh, Miz's assistant, Damian Sandow, in a Christmas suit. And I, me and D'Lo did a run-in of Stone Cold in the middle of the ring talking about Christmas and had the hat on and the shorts and, you know, went out there and got stunned. And, like, I mean, it was so I had all these incredible interactions during the holidays. But there was one in particular where I was battling Fit Finley. And Hornswoggle caused me to lose at a pay-per-view. And I made it my mission to kill Hornswoggle. And it just so happened that all of this manifested itself during Christmas. <laughs> and, and so um, I got this queued up for y'all. 
because I want y'all to see my lyrical skills during the holidays. And my trusty elf, uh, Tony Atlas, was with me. And Andre, can you please play this little bit of footage for, for, for the guys? Twas the night before Christmas, and out in the rain, not a creature was stirred, not even a thing. The stockings were hung by ringside with care, in hopes that a leprechaun soon would be there. The children all nestled, all snug in their seats. The anticipation grows, the crowd is up on their feet. When from under the ring, horn swallow arose, with soot on his hands, his face and his nose. His shillelagh in hand, and was spinning around. The world's strongest Santa came in with a bound. His reindeer Tony followed close with his sack. Horn Swallow was scared, and he took a step back. The world's strongest Santa reached out his hand. Grab Horn Swallow, gave him the world's strongest slam. Out in the arena, arose such a clatter. The world's strongest Santa stood tall. The leprechaun splattered. The crowd cheered, and they chanted, and they jumped. Delight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good fight. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I don't think you'll be making the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with that, uh, but you, yeah, you got two Hall of Fames uh, behind you. That was actually very, very cool. Did you write those or somebody else write that for you? No, it was a collaboration. That's cool. And and and, and the holidays, man, We it took us about uh, two hours to, to get that all put together and everything. And uh, Dave Lagana uh, was one of the guys that was on the writing staff. And, you know, we went through all of this and he was like, can you rap? And I was like, not since junior high. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he was like, well, we, we want to do this rap. And, and we sat down and ironed it out and that's what came about. But like the holidays always meant something special to me. And uh, the matches that I had, one, it was great to be on those shows because it was always sold out and it drew very well. But more than anything, we were all on the road together. And yeah, our families was at home and they was well taken care of and all the kids had Christmas presents and the wives got the, and, and, and girlfriends got to buy themselves something nice while you were away. And but at the end of the day, we was all together in that locker room and, you know, we were grateful and the holidays meant a lot, you know, so, um, you know, the, the going to uh, Hawaii and all of that stuff was cool, but it, it paled in comparison to just being in the locker room with the boys content and happy uh, that their kids and, and loved ones were at home. Uh, having a really good existence because of the work that we were putting in on the road. And uh, I mean, as you know, because you also see it on social media now, when kids are gifted wrestling tickets uh, oh, wow. on Christmas Day, 
or they tell them, hey, they're go you're going to go see, you know, these are the special moments that we all work so, so hard for. And Gabby, when, you know, uh, I was in ECW uh, and Bubba would always tell me about, you know, the money that they were making, blah, 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 blah. And I was like really excited when I first did. I joined WWE in July and then I, I get put on the, the Christmas loop. And my first one, December 26, we're at the Meadowlands and I have to wrestle Rikishi. And they tell me, like, be a heel and go out there and take the stink face and the driver. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like my first time being in, you know, the New York, New Jersey area as Tommy Dreamer. And like, nope, you're going to do you're you're not in Kansas anymore. ECW's dead. You got to kind of adapt. And I was down. I was pissed. And Rikishi's my friend. He's like, man, just just be you. We'll have a great match. And, and we did. And I was I was pissed. I was upset. And then, like Mark said, two weeks later, I got that check and I made two thousand dollars a minute. And I was like, I love the WWE <laughs> and I will take a, a stink face and the Rikishi driver. And I wish my matches went longer because I was again, I was paid two thousand dollars a minute for how much time was allotted for my match. And that was just on the 26th. And then I had the 27th, the 28th, the 29th and the 30th. And then followed by that would be a royalty check for the quarter that just passed. And you're like, oh, this is what is about being in the WWE. And oh, now I get it. And uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to put it in pers pers perspective for what uh, and the higher up you are on the on the card, the more money you make, because then years later, as Bully said, uh, you're main eventing Madison Square Garden, December 26th. And, and I wanted to go there just because a the money, but like, you know, I wanted my kids to see my name on the marquee and the main event, blah, blah, blah. And then when I got that check, I was like, wow, like. This is this is more than what some people make in a year. And it's just in one night. And now we have a bunch more nights to go. Brother, Yokozuna used to carry a check stub in his wallet. His first big payoff. He carried it around his wallet. He should have laminated because it was all ratty and torn up and shit. But he had a one match payoff. That was $490,000. And he used to carry that around to remind himself. He used to tell me all the time. He says, sometimes when you get pissed off that shit ain't going your way, he said, Rem you're reminded by your level of success is not judged by your feelings. It's judged by the number that's on your check. I was with uh, someone when he opened up his check and it was a million dollars for one match and he burst into tears and he was like, I can't believe I just got paid a million. It's like literally getting handed a lottery ticket, but he's like, I got paid a million dollars to wrestle. And if they're and paying you a million dollars for your match, imagine how much, how much they made. Bro. I rem you remember last year, the, the United States buy rate was 400 something million. And that was just in the U S that was that was not the rest of the world. Canada, Mexico, Australia, Africa, Asia, like a billion dollars could have been generated by one WrestleMania. Yeah. One WrestleMania. That's not counting all the rest of the shows. 
I'm talking about one pay-per-view. That's also not accounting for monetizing on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, any of your, you know, social medias. I mean, that's why they were paid a billion dollars just for the Peacock Network. So anyway, uh, Christmas was always good being on those shows. Gabby, what do you think? Thank you guys so much. That was a pretty awesome master's class. No one asked my opinion, but I didn't really have a memory for Christmas and pro wrestling, but now I do because and my this is favorite... where Bully would say, well, why would we ask you? Well, no, but listen, I don't have to be asked. Because, but I was going to say that my new favorite pro wrestling Christmas memory is today, right now, hearing your oh, guys' wow. memories because I learned so much and it's truly a gift. And to wrap this one up with a bow, see what I did there? See, I, I got puns. You're going to need you. a big bow. Yeah, well, you know, you could barely fit in the Zoom box today. So I definitely will. Four big ones. Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for today's Christmas edition of the Masters Class. And everyone, remember, you can like, subscribe, give a five-star rating to us on anywhere you get your podcasts. Busted Open is available seven days a week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. And get your Busted Open merch. It is still 10% off right now with the code SiriusXM. Have a great holiday and Happy New Year. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.